Good morning, folks. It is the Old Sun Sports Shakedown. It is your host, Old Sun. I am the best sportscaster alive. Um, it is the Old Sun Sports episode 45. It is the Coach's Corner episode. We sit down with Coach J Mack, Division Three, Utica or Ithaca or Utica College, and Coach Statham of the High Cal L Statham of High Point Eagles, and we discuss. We talk to them about. We talk football. But we, but first, we do a short shakedown. We do a recruiting roundup. We talk MLB, NHL, golf, soccer, and NCAA baseball. It's a jam-packed episode, folks. You don't want to miss it. Dissecting Major League Baseball action for Friday, June 17th. The Phillies beat the Nationals, the lowly Nationals, 5-2-3. 
in the doubleheader opener for the 13th win in 15 games with the Philadelphia Phillies. The Cubs beat the Braves 1-0, ending their 10-game skid. Congratulations, Cubs. The Orioles beat the Rays 1-0. The Orioles improved to 29-37. They're not bad. Dean Kramer, Orioles win 1-0. Heroes hit a tie-breaking home run in the 7th, and the Brewers beat the Reds 5-4. The Phillies beat the Nationals 8-2-7. The Giants beat the Pirates 2-0. Yankees beat the Blue Jays 12-3. The Yankees continue to surge. Rizzo hit a slam. Um, Francisco Lindor after hit a home run, and the Mets won 10-4. The Red Sox won 6-5. The Rangers, uh, Jonah Heim doubled and homebird, and the Rangers beat the Tigers 7-0. Jonah Heim's an old son sports favorite. I'm former Delmarva Shorebird. Um... Astros beat the White Sox 13-3. Rockies beat the Pirate. Padres 10-4. Royals beat the Athletics 5-1. Diamondbacks beat the Twins 7-2. Mariners beat the Angels 8-1. Guardians beat the Dodgers 2-1. That's it, folks, for Major League Baseball. We are talking NHL hockey. Um, the, the Stanley Cup Finals. The Colorado Avalanche are up one to zero. They won the first game four to three, thanks to Andre Burakovsky. He was the difference, folks. And you wonder where he got that experience? He got that experience in 2018 with the Washington Capitals. He, he the cap. He was he's a capital product, folks. Um, he's he's he, he'll always be ours, folks. Um, I'll always claim Andre Burakovsky. Um, we will always support him and congratulate him. Congratulations. Um, as we, game two is Saturday at, um, tomorrow, today at 7 p.m. Um, tune in for some great hockey action. Um, the Lightning look to strike back against the Avalanche who are favored in the series. So the U.S. Open is being played this weekend at the Country Club at Brookline, Massachusetts, the home of Tom Brady. It's um, 69 degrees, according to AccuWeather Nice. Um, par 74, $17 million purse. Let's go. Uh, the, the two leaders after 36 holes of golf are Joel Dahman and Colin Morikawa, both minus four or minus five. Bo Hostler and Rory McIlroy, Aaron Wise and Hayden Buckley and John Rahm are also minus four. A few and a number of others are in striking distance. So it's going to be a good tournament, folks. It has been a good tournament thus far. Continue to tune in. Um, I my money's on Rory McIlroy. I think he's going to make the move. Scotty Scheffler is sitting at minus three. He's the hottest, been the hottest golfer in the. Tour um, Keegan Bradley, it's minus one. That's a name to watch out for. Um, um, John Rahm's honestly at minus four. He's the defending champion. Keep an eye out for him. Um, Bruce Kopka's Kopka's is even par. Patrick Reed's one over. Dustin Johnson's one over. Um, Jordan Spieth's two over. Bryson DeChambeau two over. Um, now we're getting out of people who are missing the cut. Um, so a number of golfers, a number of golfers missed the cut, but, um, 
that's it for golf, folks. It's going to be a great act weekend of action for the U.S. Open. We are talking soccer now. We're kicking it over to an old correspondent, um, an old friend who joins the podcast regularly over the pond. His name is Seamus Worthington. Mr. Seamus Worthington, what do you have to say in the world of soccer? And in the world of football. Ronaldo wants out at Manchester United. Sadio Mane just joined Bayern in a 41 million euro deal. PSG have landed Martins on a free transfer. And finally, Miami, Philly, and Los Angeles are among the 2026 World Cup sites. Very interesting. So Baltimore and D.C. will not be um, hosting. No. Very tragic. We are talking college baseball, and it is the College World Series. It is, it's the, who's going to argue with me? It's the best time of the year. It's June. It's the, the, sun, the sun, it's 80 degrees every day. It's the College World Series. Someone's taking them the trophy. There are eight teams. It's an all-out brawl. Let's go. Oklahoma played Texas A&M. Oklahoma jumped out to an early lead. Oklahoma, Texas A&M called back. Oklahoma held the lead 13-8, um, beating, upsetting the number five Texas A&M Aggies. Notre Dame. Upset the number nine, Lock of the Irish. The upset the number nine, Texas. Longhorns, 7-2-3. Those were the two games, June 17th. June 18th, um, we have two games today, the SEC games, and we will check those out. Arkansas and Stanford. Um, the Nerds versus the Hogs. And the Ole Miss Rebels versus the Auburn Tigers. Let's go, folks. Great, great college baseball action today, Saturday, June 18th. Tune in on ESPN and ESPN2. We're on to the interview segment of the podcast. We're talking with two great coaches. Um, first... Mr. Jamie McClendon of the um, Utica Moose. He's the defensive coordinator. They're one of the top D3 programs in the Empire 8. They're, they're looking to make it some noise this year in New, York, in New York State. And then we talk with Coach Cal L. Statham. He's, talk, he's soaring high with the High Point Eagles. He's looking to take the High Point Eagles to greater heights. He's taking the program over in Prince George's County. He's the youngest coach in Prince George's County. We sit down with Coach Statham and talk with him. It is a great talk. We, um, If you like football, listen to this chalk talk, folks. Let's go. Welcome back to the Old Sun Sports Shakedown Podcast. It is your host, Old Sun. Well, we are brought to you by Process Exposure. We are a football company that puts on college visits, showcases, camps, um, clinics, all to benefit athletes at affordable costs. Check us out. Um, we're on Twitter. We're doing big things. Uh, we have a very special guest. He's um, he's been he's has a very impressive coaching resume for a. He's 32 years old. His name is James Jamie McClendon. Uh, he's from Northern Virginia. He went to Salisbury. He, he's already been a D1 coach. He's now a Division three defensive coordinator at Utica College. Um, give it up, folks. Um, welcome to the show, Mr. McClendon. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. So, did I get the introduction right? Did I miss anything, or like, did it, did it generally got the got it down? 
I think you got the point across. I think that that's a good uh, speed through my resume right there. That was good. All right, cool. So let's talk about let's talk about you first. Uh, your football career. Your your defensive lineman, right? Uh, I actually played outside linebacker. Outside so linebacker. Right. Okay. So yeah. So um. So you you grew up in Northern Virginia. Tell us about when. What age did you start playing football? Tell us about your background growing up playing football. Oh man, I probably started playing football when I was, golly, probably eight. I would guess I was pretty young. We played a. Uh, it was about weight class in Virginia, yeah. so it was like 75, 85, 95, and I went all the way up. And then, like my eighth grade year, I was one twenty five, I think. And then yeah. um, from there, I went to Centerville High School. I played there and uh, had an awesome time. Centerville High School is a very good high school in Northern Virginia, so I was very lucky to have very good coaches and great teammates. Um, yeah. I actually played DN my senior year of high school. Yeah. So you're, you're one of those, like, tweener guys, undersized DN, like, big outside linebacker type deal. Yeah. Edge you guy. Know, for me, I was a uh, – I was the size of a safety, but there was a D lineman trapped inside that body. So yeah, that's that's literally back. me. I was like six foot two hundred, but I like played played front seven guy. Like yeah, same. Yeah, guy. exactly. So I enjoyed the contact. I enjoyed being close to the box. And uh, to be honest with you, Salisbury was really the only school that recruited me. Yeah. Um, coming yeah. out of high school, nowhere and, to Salisbury is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and I ended up going there, and it was probably the best decision I made uh, to to go there and play there for Coach Wood and Coach Just Bennett and, yeah. all those, and Coach McCray and all those guys I, I I played for. I had an awesome time there, and a great experience there, and I ended up having a pretty good career there. Yeah. So, um, tell us about um, did you, one question. Did you play with Mike Glennon? Uh, I actually, so Mikey Glennon was my youth league quarterback, and okay. then he went to West. He went to Westfield High School. He went to Westfield, okay. I Westfield. see. And I did play against him uh, my senior year. I don't remember much from that game except he put up like uh, I don't know, like fifty points on us. Legend. Yeah, because he, he was he was around that age, but it was Sean Glennon was older. They, he was he was yeah. from the Centerville area too. That obviously, uh, yeah. for the listeners who don't know, our center Northern Fairfax County's like football, like. Nirvana, like there, there's just so, so many good facilities, so many good players have come from the area, so many retired players in the area that run like camps and clinics, and um, like the, yeah. they're it's it's just a great place to develop, be a football yeah. player. You know what I'm saying? I guess you would second that because you grew up there, but yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And it, it it's only developing. You know that whole area was pretty developed when I was there, and it. Every time I go back, I'm surprised when I see all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, the metro goes out to like, like it goes past Loudoun County now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It only went to Vienna when I was in high school. It's cra- yeah, exactly. Like, when I was when I was working there, it went just it went to like Reston. Yeah, basically. But yeah, it's it's wild. So tell us yeah. about your Salisbury career. Obviously, you played for Coach Wood, Coach Dispinet. Um, what 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 were some of your highlights there? Being a goal. Oh, man. Well, my first two years, well, my first year I was a scout team player. All right. To put it in perspective, everybody had maroon pants at practice. I was the only one in yellow. Yeah, <laughs> so, so you, you were that, yeah. I was that guy. Um, and then my sophomore year, I thought I was ready to play, and I wasn't. And uh, I actually did get in some games, and I got uh, – it didn't go very well for me. And uh, I actually got mono after the season. I lost a bunch of weight, and it's funny. Sometimes God has to break you down to build you back up. Yeah. I dropped down to, like, 160 and then 
coming into training camp for my junior year, I got up to like 200 pounds and I was fortunate enough to, to work really hard and beat a guy out and kind of earn the starting role at outside linebacker. And the next two years I had a really, really great career. Um, was a captain my senior year. Our team was really good. We went to the elite eight that year. Yeah. You, you've got the goals. have had some good teams in the last like, yeah, eight or played, so. played Wisconsin whitewater in the quarterfinals. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, it was really a lot of hard work, but our team, like the group of seniors I was with and juniors, we really came together and decided to to do something different. You know, we all stayed in the summer. We all worked really, really hard. We all held each other accountable, which is probably the most important thing we did. And uh, you saw what happened. You know, we, we won 12 games. We won the Empire 8 Conference, first year yeah. in the conference. Uh, the triple option always helps. Yeah. When, you know. I love the Salisbury um, offense. Yeah, it was an awesome career, and I, I made some great friends from it, and we had a great team. And, what um, what you did know, you study it, at Salisbury? If you did, sorry to cut you I off. Was a, I was a physical education major, so my undergrad was in physical education, and then when I was done playing, I coached there for two years and got my master's in post-secondary education, my first master's degree. All right, cool. So that will pivot into that, your coaching career. You, you, you're you obviously a coach. You, that's the trade you've chosen, and you're, you know, pretty yeah. pretty darn good rising star in the coaching world. Um, who? Where, so tell us about your coaching career. Yeah, so I started at Salisbury. At the time, we did not have graduate assistants for football. Yeah. So I was, a, uh, I was actually the D-line coach, which I never played D-line. Yeah. Like in college, so I had to learn how to coach it. I was a D-line coach, and I was a graduate assistant in the Center for Student Achievement at Salisbury, which was a great experience for me in learning just how to, like, wear multiple hats and multitask. And, you know, I learned so much about things that weren't really – that didn't involve football but ended up helping like, like me life be skills, a better football I guess coach. Say. Life skills and learning how the whole college academics world, how yeah, that works. It's complex. You know, that helps a lot. Yeah. And uh, so I got my first master's there, uh, like I said, in post-secondary education. Um, from there, I was there for two years, and I worked at Coastal Carolina. Yeah, Chanticleer. You're Chanticleer. 2014, yeah. 2015. That's when we were FCS. The head coach was Joe Moglia, who used to be the CEO of TD Ameritrade. So I actually worked there for free for two years, which was, um, was you know, challenging. You got to pay but your dues, but yeah. It was a grind, you know. I was in the summertime. I was I was a plumber when I was at Salisbury, so uh, on campus. So in the summertime, at coastal, I was able to find like odd jobs to do, and you know, I put yeah. a crab pot down in the uh, the inlet down there and catch some blue crabs for dinner. And yeah, it's some great, you know, not bad dinner. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a great experience. I learned I learned so much, especially working for that staff, and you know the things they taught me about just with Coach Moly. It was so much about getting out of the box and being creative and. You know, just because somebody does it one way doesn't mean that's the best way to do it. It was, it was yeah, great it was for me. Always figuring out a better way to do it. That's the name of the game, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then uh, after that, I was f- very fortunate to get a, a graduate assistant position at the University of South Florida. Yeah. Um. So I worked for Willie Taggart for one season, and then he went to Oregon. Yeah. You know, we had a great season, and he got to, you know, he got that job offer. So he went there, and then Charlie Strong came in. And I worked for Coach Strong for the next three years. So yeah. from 2016 to, I guess, 19, I was at South Florida. With Charlie um, Strong. Yeah, and, and it was a great experience for me because I worked with the secondary for two years. 
as a GA, and then I worked yeah. with the – Yeah, so you've uh, got, been all over the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you know, at South Florida, I worked with every position group at one point. Yeah. You know, and it was it was – Really, it was really great for me learning wise, right? And like learning how to work with the different positions and really the different coaches, how to, you know, work with people, but also the learning how all the pieces of the puzzle fit defensively was yeah. really was really beneficial for me Chess at match. a young age. Yeah. Um and then uh from there, uh I got an opportunity to go to UMass as a analyst in two thousand twenty. Um and then I worked for uh Coach Bell, Walt Bell, Bell, Bell Tyler yeah. Steve was our coordinator. I've been and a big Walt actually, Bell fan for a while. Yeah, and then the, the guy I helped was uh, Cato June. Cato um, June, yeah. He's he's at Bowling yeah. Green now, right? He was. And now he's with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Oh, he's uh, with the Colts. Cool. Yeah, Cato June. Yeah, so yeah. he played for the Colts, and, and I got to work with him with the outside linebackers. And then when, when he left for the Bowling Green job, I actually got promoted to the outside linebacker coach there for this past season. Yeah, so you, you climb, climbing the ladder a bit, so to say. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. You um, definitely paid your you know, dues at South, it, you know, South Florida and Coastal Carolina, but Salisbury, of course, yeah, you too. Got, you got to pay your dues, and, you know, it's a lot of work, and, and you got to just – you got to work through your issues, you know. Like, you got to work through all that stuff. And I was very fortunate to, to work for some really good guys who, who really coached me up and taught me a lot of things. and. You know, I learned really quick in this profession, you can't have an ego. Yeah. So when, when you don't have an ego and you're working for guys who don't have egos, who are willing to teach you and help you learn, you know, it's very easy to soak up knowledge, which I was fortunate to be able to do that. With yeah, some you, of the just, guys you have to almost forget more than most people know about football to like, you just, there's just so much layers upon layers upon layers. There's just so many so much to the game of football that you can learn. It's yeah, and it's, yeah. it's evolving every year. So you think you're, you're on top of the game one year, and then boom, the wildcat offense comes in, or the you know something like that. Yeah. You know, and every time you know, so I work for let's see, one, two, three, four, five, counting, counting Utica, six head coaches. Yeah. Um, but I probably worked for maybe eight or nine different defensive coordinators. Yeah, you know, so every time you look for a new coordinator, you're you're learning new language, you're learning a new way yeah. to see things, so yeah, looking through a new lens, and you know that that was all great for me. I, sometimes people see that as a negative. I, I saw it as a positive, just it's, being able. Yeah, to, it's 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 both, to, so to say. Like I remember, it was Joe Flacco um, had seven offensive coordinators his first seven years, and it's like they said he didn't have the stability. But like it's like you learn a lot about the game of football that way too. You do, and it's crazy when you, you know, you look at the same picture through a different lens. Yeah. You know, and you can you just, it starts to really help out and make sense, and it was, it's been great for me, and then I was extremely fortunate to, to see that Utica had a defensive coordinator job open, Utica University, yeah. and, um, you know, I applied for it, and Coach Wood actually reached out on my behalf to help get my name in the hat. Coach Wood, and, yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, Coach Wood is is incredible, incredible guy, yeah. incredible guy, legend um, for sure, no doubt. And uh, I I got I got this job in uh, I was in uh, got hired in February, so I've been yeah. at Utica as a defense coordinator. Just finished up my first spring, our first spring, and it was it's been so much fun. It's been a lot yeah. of fun. That's great. So that pivots into the next question. Tell us about you know like spring ball and what your expectations are for this season, and you know how your new job has been going. Yeah, you know, it was um, 
You know, obviously I've never been a coordinator before, you know, so yeah. you're a lot of people, the place. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of times where you, you got to do something, you know, you kind of, you, when you're, when you're a graduate assistant, your stress is about like your work, right? Like it's kind of like working construction. Like, yeah. Hey, you got to get this done by this time. Um, when you become a full-time coach, your stress is like HR stress, right? It's dealing with people and dealing not yeah. dealing, but like building relationships with your players and people and things like that. And then when you become a coordinator, it's like a combination of all of that. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. You need to understand how to build relationships with your players, your assistant coaches. You got to make sure the scheme you want to run matches up to, to what your players can handle. And it's been an awesome challenge and I'm having a blast. Our head coach, coach Faggiano does a great job of, of kind of, letting me do my deal, but also challenging me and, and making yeah. sure that I'm doing things the right way. And we have excellent players here who yeah. really care about this place. And it's, it's, um, it's been so much fun. And this spring, you know, my whole thing this spring, the, the def, the defensive coordinator who was here did an outstanding job. And for me, it wasn't so much about, about building a new car or nothing like that. Like it's a good car, right? Yeah. I just got to make sure it's still and maybe sweep up the engine a little bit on the way, right? So my goal this spring is really to focus on the fundamentals. Right? Yeah. I know that's kind of cliche, but it's so true. Yeah, it's, you you have to. You can't do anything if you're not building on the fundamentals. No, you know, and, and, and as a first year coordinator, I know I'm going to make some bad calls, right? I'm yeah. going to do some things that I'm going to make some scheme stuff happen that aren't very good, but. I, I like knowing the fact that if my guy, if, if our players, if our, our defensive guys can run to the ball, beat blocks and tackle. Yeah. And we'll feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, like, okay, I might be a bad call, but we'll get it down. We'll survive from another down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. It's, it's just instilling good habits in your players. It's like, if you have those good habits in your players, then the bit, the, you, you raise the floor. So to say like the, the, the worst case scenario, isn't that bad. If you, your players are fundamentally sound. Exactly. And, and like I said, the, the, the past coordinator did a really good job here where it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the scheme wasn't even, everything's in place. we got great yeah. players that have done a great job recruiting. You, know, you don't they, have to they, build they from the ba basement up, so to say. Yeah, you know, so again, I just, you know, we're going to focus on the fundamentals and then, you know, I just wanted to instill a supreme level of confidence in the defense. Yeah, conf confidence is everything. You. You just like, yeah. You you need to play confident football. To confident football is winning football. You confidence is yeah. everything. You're right, coach. It's all all the most important muscle in football is right here. I, yeah, that's what absolutely. I always tell my players in middle school level. But um, so, so what? What generally speaking, what are you about as a coach? Like, what kind of defense? Not not you don't have to divulge a trade secret or anything. But what do you like? What kind of defense do you like to run? What do you? Uh, what what fundamentals do you preach? Yeah. Um, well, schematically, I, th I believe in three things schematically. Uh, you want to always avoid being outnumbered. Okay. Yeah. You want to eliminate, eliminate run past conflicts. Okay. Like, for example, if I have a guy who has two to the flat, I don't want to give him an A-gap run fit, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you have, th you have three vertical and an A-gap run fit, right? So try to eliminate run past conflicts. And always create favorable matchups for the defense, right? If uh, if they put their best receiver at number three, you know, make sure you have a guy who can cover them aligned in that position. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the stress for the coach, right? Making sure that happens. But 
every time you draw something on the board, if you can, you know, handle those three scenarios, it should be pretty sound schematically. Yeah. Um, fundamentally, you know, I think tackling, block destruction, and then whatever your position-specific fundamentals are. For example, like an edge guy needs to know how to pass rush, right? Yeah, know how to pass you need, need a toolkit of moves and secondary yeah, Whatever the toolbox is, right? But tackling, block destruction, all right? And then the schematic stuff is really on us as coaches to yeah. try to inst- install a defense that, like I said, eliminates run-pass conflicts, avoids being outnumbered, all right, and creates favorable matchups for the defense. That's that's a great answer. That's one of the best answers I've heard. You know, for what succinctly, what what do you do as a defensive guy? That's that really good answer, Coach. Um, so last question. Um, what um, what advice do you have? I guess to young coaches or young players out there, some things you've learned in your football playing and coaching career. Last question. If you, what advice do you yeah. have to any just generic I say, listeners? I would say to young players, um, one, if you want to play college football. There's a lot of schools out there. You can play college yeah. football. You just got to make sure you find the right one that matches who you are and matches your skill set and somewhere you want to be, you know. Um, there's there's a lot of schools. There's a lot of levels, a lot of divisions. There's a lot of schools. You can If you want to play college football, there's somewhere where you can play. You just got to really do your research and find it, in my opinion. Exactly. There's um, how many hundreds of schools, like 200 at each level? Yeah. 230 some division three schools alone right so yeah and 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 some of the you know lower level lower level schools are outstanding football programs and outstanding colleges yeah you know salisbury for instance you get you get a world-class education at salisbury you compete for division three titles and you you get a launching pad for a you know a great life and a six-figure career one day from salisbury university and people I don't know, talk down on Salisbury, but it's it's not considered an Ivy League school, but you can do all of those great things going from Salisbury. It's a great school. You know, where I'm at right now, Utica University, we play in the Empire H, probably one yeah. of the most challenging, one of, probably SD3 one of the most competitive in, leagues in yeah. Division Three football. We have the we have one of the biggest indoors, we have the biggest indoor facility in the country, the second Oh, I didn't know that. Country. That's awesome. In North America, you know, so like there's really, really good programs at all the levels. Yeah, there's, and, yeah. You so see, you, you gotta do your research and find them. Mm-hmm. There's like 700, I think, total f- football programs in, across the country. And there's, there's even one in, there's the newest D1 program is in St. University of St. Thomas. So there's, they're playing football yeah. on the islands now, which is pretty cool. It's, I mean, yeah. the, the, the game of football is just growing at an unprecedented level, and it's it's really awesome to see where the game is going to grow in our lifetime. And then for young coaches, you know, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to work. Yeah. Right? And work is not just about staying up late and waking up early. It's more than that. It's It's about learning as much as you can and being a sponge. Right. And, and, and challenging the process in a positive way. And what I mean by that is, you know, if someone ahead of you on the food chain wants to do something and you don't like it, you know, you you don't just say I'm not going to do that. Right. But like, if you don't like it, find a reason why there's a better way to do. So don't just be a guy bringing up problems, be a guy that brings up problems and then brings up solutions. Yeah. That's, that does sound like good advice. 
you know, and just, and just work the, and, and don't be afraid to work and don't be afraid to ask questions. And again, you just, you gotta be egoless and you gotta learn and be a sponge. And even when things aren't going well, there's a lot to learn from. You know? Yeah. Four, four times I've been a part of some defenses that are really, really good. And sometimes I've been a part of defenses that have been really, really not good. And there's been great learning in all of that, you know, yeah. Those three rules I came up with, well, I didn't come up with that for the record. I learned yeah, that. Yeah, of course. I'm sure. That you can see down, those but... three things happen, right, in real time. Like, okay, this is why you can't, you have to eliminate run pass conflicts. This is yeah. why you need to match your numbers right, you know. So always be willing to learn and always be willing to take advantage of even the bad things to learn from. Absolutely, absolutely great. That sounds like great guidance, Coach. Again, um, I guess we'll wrap up. Thank you again so much for joining the show. I really enjoyed, you know, conversing with you and interviewing you. And um, wish you the best of luck this coming season. I can't wait to watch, you know, obviously won't make it up to upstate New York, but I'll probably watch some games. I love watching film. I wa I'll watch some games on YouTube and so forth. So I wish you the best of luck, Coach. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Enjoy your weekend. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the Old Sun Sports Shakedown Podcast. It is your host, Old Sun. We have a great guest today, but first we are brought to you by um, Process Exposure. We put on football camps, clinics, showcases, and we do college visits all to benefit athletes in the DMV at affordable cost. Check us out on Twitter. We're doing big things. We're doing we're doing big things in the DMV. We're on and we're on social media. Our guest today is Coach. Kyle Statham, he's the new coach of high, the High Point Eagles. He's the youngest head coach in Prince George's County ball this fall. We're really excited to talk to him about, you know, his journey to becoming a head coach. He's, uh, I believe, 30 years old. 25. 25. Oh, you're, oh, you're only 25. Jeez, I thought you were my age. I'm, I'm 30. You're only 25. Don't, don't give me all those years, man. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. The 30s. I'm, I'm 30 and washed up. That's a, that's a big number. So, yeah, so you're the new coach of the um, High Point Eagles. So tell us about – tell us a little bit about when did you got hired and your process, your process for getting the job and, you know, so forth, your coaching journey or, or, you know, if you want to take it back even further, your playing days. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, um, so last year uh, I was, you know, um, just got done playing – um, so I was going into uh, entering the draft uh, for 2019. Okay. Um, going in 2020. Yeah. And um, I, all that all shut down. My pro days got canceled. Uh, uh, everything was canceled because the COVID just hit. Um, so once I did that, uh, you know, COVID kind of showed me, you know, that um, I had something bigger life to offer, you know, uh, giving back to the game. I was doing a little bit of training and personal training at, um, up in Philadelphia. Uh, so uh, my, and my wife ended up getting pregnant. Um, so okay. we got married, uh, and then she had a baby, and I moved to Prince George's County, where she's from. Uh, she went to Bishop McNamara. Uh, okay. And she graduated from there. So so she's a PG girl, um, and I moved here, got out of Philadelphia to be here. And, you know, she was like, you know, you need to get back in football because you, you did a grouchy. Uh, yeah. Complaining about the games and stuff like that in detail. You need to get back in coaching. So you're, you're from Her, Philadelphia, Coach? Yes, sir. I'm from Philadelphia. All right. Where did you? Uh, Frankfurt section. What's up? Where, I said from the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia. Frankfurt section, okay. Um, where where did you play your like high school and college ball? So I ended up playing high school ball down in Florida at Pinellas Park High School in Largo, Florida. Oh, Pinellas um, Park. Okay. Out of, yes, sir. So out of, out of there, I went to uh, Florida Atlantic University. Ended up transferring to Independence. Uh, uh, was on last chance. You 
Um, yeah. I went there for a semester and a half and then ended up finishing at uh, Feather River College in Quincy, California. Oh, cool. And after that, I, I uh, did my last two years at University of Charleston in West Virginia. University of Charleston in West Virginia. So you, you got to experience a lot. So what you you uh, major in? What would you study in college? So uh, I got my uh, AA in uh, social behavior, and then I got my uh, bachelor's in graphic design. Uh, oh, so very all cool. The artwork you do, you see from uh, High Point and stuff like that. That's all. That's all me. I'm so all you know how to do it. Yeah. So you're really good with that kind of stuff. That's very cool. I have to keep that in mind. You might. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to yes, set my game up with that. I'm. I because these kids love their edits and their, you know, yeah. videos, and it's 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 good to help market the kids. It's good to know how to do that kind of stuff on the side and so forth. So what um what are your um what are your ex what are you most excited what how has it been being the coach so far what are, what have been some of the challenges like what have been some of the successes what have been some of the struggles so forth tell us about coaching so far the High Point Eagles so I do want to give a shout out to Wil Wilbur Brinson uh, he was an old head coach here before he uh, retired. Um, he was the one that gave me the opportunity to coach the defense last year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he, just watching him and, and seeing how he, he uh, handled things on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, it helped me, prepare me to become and, you know, take over that position. Um, so since I, since I got there, I got hired in February. Um, so I actually started putting in the work before I actually got the uh, official, you know, you got the job. So I went to that, the math uh, clinic where I met you. Um, and I was doing the work, learning from the greats, um, taking, taking a little piece of this and piece of that. Um, and putting into so uh, putting into for our young guys, um, I seen that they had no traffic. I ended up becoming a, a long term substitute at High Point, and I okay. see they had no college traffic in the spring, which I thought was just crazy because playing ball in Florida, like you were meeting three or four coaches every single day. Yeah, um, the coaches cycle the through time. this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was like a culture shock to me. I'm like, y'all ain't seen no coaches yet, no coach been here. They like, no, nah, why would they come here? So I'm like, you know, the kids didn't believe that they had the opportunity to see a culture be able to play uh, college football. And I'm asking them questions like, have you ever seen a college campus? And they're yeah. like, no, we've never even seen one. So um, I started setting up things for me and Coach uh, Andre Brooks, who's my assistant uh, head coach, and he's going to be the D-line coach. Um, we, we, we put the work in, man. We were on Twitter. We were uh, going to yeah. the clinics. Um, we were we were reaching out, trying to get, get guys to come see them um, and, you know, see that we have something special in the building. Um, so get that part was the most challenging part because – it was normal to me, uh, growing, you know, playing high school ball in Florida, where it was, it was, it was the norm, yeah. and to come here and see that, you know, they didn't even believe it, you know. So that was that was the most challenging part, I would say, uh, since taking the job. Just making the players believe what is possible through the game of football, so to say. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and that's really cool. Like I saw you, you visited, you toured um, the University of Maryland right up the road. That was really cool, um, mm -hmm. neat. It's how you got to see the Jones Hill Fieldhouse, and I'm sure the players got yeah. to see the campus. I'm like, like I'm wearing my Maryland shirt right now. I'm a Maryland, <laughs> I'm a Maryland grad, Maryland fan. I, I, um, so that and like I, I always say I went to College Park when I was a little kid to watch games, football and basketball games, and that made me want to go to college. Seeing that, like, just instilled in me. The drive to want to go to college, so right. it's the the visualization is a very powerful aspect. So tell us, you exactly. Prince George's County is one of the toughest conferences in the league, or toughest conferences in the state. And Maryland's, you know, plays some of the best ball in the country. 
So you've got your, you know, you definitely have your work cut out for you competition wise. What are you most excited for as far as, and what are you looking forward to as far as on the field goes? Um, just, I believe I'm, I'm just excited as every other coach, you know, getting, getting started day one, you know, that game, that first game, uh, putting all the work in from the off season, uh, all the off season lifting, all the tutor, the study halls and stuff like that. Yeah. We'll be able to finally put on pads and um, actually go. So I, I feel like I'm very excited about just, you know, actually get, getting it rolling, uh, doing all the groundwork first before you even talk about implementing, you know, scheme and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but we're just excited to uh, put the pads on us and show the county that um, High Point is competitive as well. Um, and yeah. that we have we have some guys that can, I can hang with the best. I assume the kids have been working hard and you've been pleased with, you know, you've been running an off a good off-season program. Oh yeah, we uh, we we work. I'm not going to give you the name of our office. No, no, you don't have to like it, reveal any trade secrets. Of, no doubt, no, I, I'm not asking you to like. Program. Yeah, but I, I'm sure, program. just generally, I'm sure you're pleased with the progress the kids have been, you know, making gains in the weight room, getting faster on the track, kids playing other sports. Right. You know, other sports benefit kids on the football field as right. well. So. You know, it's it's good. To, that's one of the most rewarding parts of the game is watching the kids develop from you know like ninth through twelfth grade. Right, and, and that's that's another thing we're excited about. We're young. We're extremely young. Um, so okay. we're sponges right now. You know, just seeing the bodies change, um, seeing them gain football IQ and understand what's going on. Because as we know, the game slows down when you when you know what you're doing. So yeah, uh, that's a that's an exciting thing that, that we're seeing improvement in. Awesome. Yeah. So again, making the game slow down is a very important thing, but um, what, what are some of your main coaching principles or like philosophies? Again, you don't have to reveal any trade secrets, but what are some, what are some things you hang your hat on as a coach? Are you like to, what are, what are, what are, if I were to ask one of your assistants, like what is, what's coach Statham always saying, or like do a coach Statham impersonation or whatever, what would that, what would they be saying? Like, <laughs> Um, I probably, you know, accountability. I'm an accountability guy. Accountability. I'm a, I'm a firecracker. I keep telling people I'm, I think I'm, I think I may be Irish or something. Like, yeah. 5% Irish. That's funny. Uh, because I could turn it up and turn it down, you know, uh, but it's accountability. Um, and where you are, uh, saying, uh, being honest, um, and just give me effort. Uh, I don't want to, I can't coach. Effort. If you can't give me effort, you know, what are we doing? Like, yeah. I, I need effort. I need a hundred percent from you. Cause I'm gonna give you my hundred percent. So I would say they, they probably mock my energy. So I'm I'm going to write that down. I like writing down like what coaches' big values are: accountability, effort, and what was the other one? And honesty. Honesty. Those are those are good values to have. Those are very good values to have. So um, what what kind of um, I guess what kind of what do you do? You like to run the do you like to run the ball, throw the ball? Do you like to blitz? Like what do you like to do on the field? Again, you don't have to. Oh, no, of course. I, I, was a, I was a fullback, you know. Yeah, okay, uh, so you were a fullback. Uh, I was wondering what your position, what you did is right, on the field. Right. You're you're about my size, right. and I'm a pretty meaty guy, so yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was I was a fullback, man. I was a fullback. My last two years, I, I finished up at linebacker. Okay. Linebacker. So I like I like to run the ball, um, but I, I do love I do love throwing the ground as well. Um, so, but yeah, I'm a run first guy. I love power. You're um, a run. For, yeah. What's like your, what's your favorite? Is power your favorite play? Power, man. Let's kick, let's kick that in out and, and, and yeah. shut it down somebody's throat, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just control the clock. I think controlling the clock is really – especially now you're have, you're seeing – I don't know what your quarterback looks like. 
but you're seeing so many multi-dimensional quarterbacks these days. The days of the six-five stiff quarterback are over. You have guys who can. You want a mobile guy at the quarterback position because that makes the defense account for an extra man on the offensive side of the ball. So that's I, I believe in that, and you know, having a mobile quarterback and running and controlling the clock. Those are the main benefits of a, a well. Um, oiled running attack for sure. Yes, sir. So, what um, what do you as far as what are what advice do you have to like players who are trying, like say, like players who are listening to this podcast or trying to get better? What advice do you have just beyond just like effort? Just give obviously giving your best effort is good advice, but um, what else would you go beyond that? What do you Uh, say to your players? Um, Attention to detail. That's to my guys. Right, like, cause you know, it's, it's so it's extremely hard for these high school kids now uh, than it was for us back then. You know that um, with the with the transfer portal and the NIL stuff, yeah, uh, you have mean- to stand out. You have to you have to jump off the tape so you can get recruited. So attention to detail, hundred uh, percent effort, and just working, just grinding. You know, uh, do the right thing when nobody's looking. Um, yeah, even, even when everybody's doing the wrong thing, you know, you got you got to separate yourself from 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 the nonsense, the noise. Um, and work because that's the only thing that's going to be consistent. Um, putting in that work, doing the work, is going to translate into life when you have a family and you have to go put money on that in that, in that account and, and pay those bills, right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta put your best foot forward every day, and, and that's the only thing that's going to be consistent is the work. So the work that's ethic, my work ethic that's that a very funny. work ethic is a very good thing to you that because the secret to winning football is not it's it's not so much a secret as it it just requires you have to pay the price so to say you have to put in the work right. you have to be willing to grind and get better every single day that's what it, it's no secret that that's that's how you get better as a football player but yeah that's that's good good talk um so what what so you um I guess last question: or what's your favorite pro team? Like, do you have a favorite pro or college team, or like, do you have any favorite pro, favorite pro players? Like, what's what um what do you like? What do you like most about the game of football, so to say? Okay, um, so my favorite football NFL team is the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm okay, so you're you're an Eagles guy, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you're very happy about the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, of course, and we, I feel like we're going back this year, so I don't want to get into too much of that, you know. But everybody looks good on paper, but you know, you got to play. Yeah. But, um, but favorite player, I can't necessarily. I got a lot of friends that's playing in the league right now, so if I said one, and then everybody, that'll be yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Right. You don't have to. You don't have to I, I don't. I don't want to get you in trouble. Right. But uh, do you have any um, um, favorite, or do you have any like favorite? Just little. What's your favorite thing about the game of football? Like as a fan, um, so to say, like as a just just uh, my high school coach told me this. Uh, his name was Kenneth Crawford. He just retired from Fidel's Park High School. Um, he used to tell us all the time, like uh, playing the game is it allows you to be a kid again. Um, yeah, that's something that you know you could be excited about when you step in those white lines. You can forget about the outside world. Like you literally, you don't they don't you don't have your phone out there. Um, your mom's yeah. not yelling at you. Uh, your boss is not uh, you know. Hey, telling you get this assignment, or your so teacher not telling yeah. you get the assignment. And you could block out the outside world and be a kid again. Um, so that was that's one thing about football that I always remember and love about you know the game of football. You could just you know be be free out there. 
Yeah, and just have that competitive spirit and just, yeah, go out there and have, have fun, play some ball. That's some good, really good stuff. So we're at about 15 minutes, so we'll wrap up. Thank you again so much, Coach, for coming on. Do you have any, like, shout-outs or acknowledgements you want to do before you get off? Um, Shout-out to my team, uh, HP. We're going to protect the nest. Um, we, I'm doing this all. We're working hard. Any coaches that are listening to this, come stop out High Point and see what we're talking about, see, see the hype. Um, we got some some good looking kids here, and they work hard. And they Absolutely, wanna, they want to go play ball at the next level. So yeah, yeah, definitely happy happy to promote the High Point Eagles here at Old Sun Sports. We're you know a big fan of yours, and you know what you're doing over there in High Point, or not High Point, but and also also let, let let me shout out my wife, and my, my my son. Uh, you know I don't of course. I don't wanna, you know see her see this and like oh you ain't yeah with my wife and my son yeah family um, first football we'll faith up. family that's yeah. the the three F's. Yes, sir. Good stuff. So, thank yes, you sir. again, Coach. I'll let you go. I'm, uh, have a great e- rest of your evening, and I'll I'll drop the YouTube link soon. I appreciate you. If you get a chance, man, you're in the area, come stop by a game this season, man. Come yeah, I definitely do. See, I, I'm see, hoping to doing. come up. I'm well. I'm gonna come. I'm. I had Maryland season tickets last year. I don't know if I'm gonna get season tickets or just go to individual games again. But I, I, I might like try to come up the night before, and I'll definitely try to come to a high point game. Yeah, definitely. So that'd be cool. Sorry, yes, sorry. We'll let you we'll give you sideline access and everything, man. You, you wanna, you, you're welcome in the nest, man. Cool, very cool, coach. Thank you, really appreciate it. Awesome. Have a great evening. Thank you. All right, you too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye. One two. Check me out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never, business before pleasure. P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better? Yeah, right, no matter what, we air tight. So when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Don't make an ass out of yourself by assuming our music keeps you moving. What are you chewing? You know that I'm two levels above you, baby. Love me, baby. I'ma make you love me, baby. Talking crazy ain't gonna get you nothing but choke. Oh, I'm making up facts, I'm making up flat.